Welcome to Stumbling to Success, the podcast devoted to the growth of small businesses and the entrepreneurs behind them. I'm Ethan Gibson, the founder of 2020 Ties and host of this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, how's it going? This is Ethan with Stumbling to Success. I'm here in the uh, the no-budget, low-budget studio with, uh, with John Ball. He's the co-founder of Page One Power, and uh, I'm just excited to speak with him and learn a little bit about uh, the company and, and his entrepreneurship. So, John, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks. Good, good. So why don't you tell us a little bit about Page One Power, uh, the story behind it, and um, the service you provide. Sure. Page One Power is an SEO link building company. We started, my brother Zach and I started in 2010. He was just fresh out of um, college. I'm 12 years older than him. So I, at, the, at the time, I had been doing business for about, oh, geez. 12 years um, in various things from photo studios, which is my original passion. I love photography. Mm-hmm. And uh, with my free time, I, I have, I do that. But um, <clears throat> we started in 2010 and um, we started actually doing, um, we wrote an ebook about how to get a job at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, there was really high unemployment and, um, was kind of after the um, mortgage crisis meltdown in the U.S. Right. Yeah, that was crazy. But that didn't go as well as we had hoped. So we transitioned into dental newsletters, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. I know it's a natural <laughs> fit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we uh, were trying, we're thinking about just selling dental newsletters at a trade show in Denver at a dental trade show. And uh, we switched to SEO, search engine optimization, mm-hmm. two weeks before the trade show. Um, wow. Yeah. So like right before your right before. Dang. And that's that's sort of the way um you know, that's how you do business. You just have to do whatever it is you got to do to be successful. Right. We thought our best shot at the time was to forget newsletters and pursue something different. We actually did that for a year and a half. Our business at the time was called Page One Practice. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> that didn't go, it went okay. We got some clients, but we really wanted to, you know, we wanted to do more. So right. we saw an opportunity with link building. Link building is a practice of going out on the web and finding websites that will link to your website. So at the time it wasn't very um, established. The industry was kind of just kind of random. Mm-hmm. Um, and right after we started doing uh, link building, we changed the name of the company to page one power. Mm-hmm. Right after we started doing uh, link building, Google rolled out two updates to their algorithm. Very public, well-known updates known as Panda and Penguin. Mm-hmm. This is probably 2012, 2011, those two came out. Um, and the second one, which was codenamed Penguin, was the one that really set us apart because at the time, you could get link building from you know, firms in like uh, India or other places and they're just getting you spam backlinks on just oh, gotcha. junk websites. Like links that don't, that don't hold any weight really. Yeah. No, they just were just like, and at the time they were working for SEOs, um, you know, throughout the 2000, early 2000s. Um, so we started this idea where we we're going to do like high quality backlinks mm-hmm. built by hand and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't very, it was kind of a wild move at the time, but we felt like it was a good opportunity. When Google um, rolled out Penguin, it um, really, really changed our business. Within a year, we'd gone from 
very little to about a hundred employees. It was madness. Wow. Yeah, it was cool. So, um, we had a bit of luck there and, um, and we still are in business. We do link building for small and large companies. Mm-hmm. We, we specialize kind of in larger enterprise groups now who, uh, have in-house marketing teams who need our service, but, um, gotcha. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. So how long has Page One Power been in business? Now? We started in 2000. Well, we started actually doing business as Page One Power, I think in 2011, like 2011. middle of 2011. Okay. So it's interesting because, so you started with the, um, the book. Yeah. Seize the job. Uh-huh. And then the yeah. Seize the job. And then, and so at what point did you know that it was time to move on from those things? We just could see the writing on the wall. It was just wasn't going anywhere. Right. I, at the time, I'd been in business for 12 years, so I had some business instinct that I could okay. rely on. Um, so it, it sounds like you had always wanted to have your own business. Yeah. So you, so what was the first business you started? Well, let's see. I got to think about that. I think um, if you go back to the beginning, um, I remember in second or third grade, my teacher one time, very distinctly, in mm-hmm. a little town based all Idaho, Mm-hmm. My teacher told us, you know, you know, everyone in the class, hey, look, uh, you need to do your homework and pay attention in class because if you do that and if you get grades, then you can go to a good college. If you can go to good ta- a college, then you can get a good job. Yeah. That was like the thought. And that's yeah. still the thought. Yeah, for sure. In uh, most educational circles. Yeah, that's what I was told in, in high school. And yeah, it's very, school. very yeah. common. It's not the only message they give, but it's a strong message, right? Yeah. And I remember at the time I was like, I'm not getting a job, so I don't care. <laughs> right. Um, and there's a difference men- mentally between someone who goes out into the world to make money mm-hmm. and someone who goes on the world to get a job. Right. There's a huge mental uh, divide between those two individuals. I'd agree. With and that when sure. I meet someone that's of the make money ilk, I can recognize them really quick. Mm-hmm. And when I meet someone who's of the get a job mentality i can identify that really quick so i always just kind of you know known i was going to go into business it wasn't ever a like i never sat down and you know and like decided like weighed the options you just yeah it didn't do pros and cons i've never even had a job right apart from like in high school and work at taco bell and all those kind of places but yeah yeah um yeah so pretty much my first actual business man i did photography uh, portrait studio started in 98 mm-hmm. that went well i ran it for six years sold it well, that's good yeah i mean that's worth something yeah, right yeah, yeah. it's great sold it when bought a really big studio in california mm-hmm. and then that went down in flames because of the uh my my revenue at my photo studio in california went uh 75 down one month and then the next month it was down another 75 percent. so so you kind of, it was a pretty clear indication that yeah. it was time to move on to it something a, else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a strong message that it was time. Yeah. So at the time, we were living in San Clemente, California. We moved to Boise, back to Boise. I'm from Boise. And my brother, Zach, was graduating from college. And he couldn't, he was going to be a teacher. He was like, I, I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I, like, I said, well, let's, let's do business, let's man. Let's do business. Let's right. just make some money. Right. So we just followed our noses and looked for the money. You and, know, we looked for yeah. the opportunities. It sounds like you just took advantage of... Of whatever was there at the time. And at yeah. the time, it was the, the seize the job. Definitely. It, it's interesting. You talk about the difference in mentality between making money and getting a job. Yeah. I think there's also a difference in mentality of I'm never going to get a job. 
like because you can say i'm not going to get a job and yeah. that could be some people could think of that as you're lazy you don't want to do anything yeah right right but if you want to make money and say, I'm not going to get a job, that's just a clear indication of, no, I'm not going to get a job because I'm going to make my own money and yeah. do my own thing. Yeah, right. That's good. That's awesome. That's a good delineation, I think. Um, totally. Yeah. So throughout the years of having different businesses and things like that, what has been the hardest thing for you to overcome? Well, it, when I first started in the 90s, I went to photography school um, and because I love photography. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really teach us much about business. In fact, I don't think they taught us anything about business. Just all about photography. Yeah, just I knew a lot about photography. Yeah, still do. <laughs> um, the biggest challenge to start was to learn how to do business. What's the, what's the language of business? How does this even work? Mm-hmm. When I started my studio in '98, I sat at my chair with a blanket on my shoulders for probably three months and just stared out the window. I did not know what to do. It was right. very, very distressing. You had you had the skills for for photography, but you didn't have any. You didn't know how to get clients, right? No, yeah. no I didn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew none of it. So back then, and probably still, there's that book called The E Myth. Have you heard of that? I have heard of it. It was really hot back then. I don't know if it still is, but it's called The E Myth. It's written by Michael Gerber. It's really a cool book where he outlines how a smart a small business can go from being just like basically just a mom and pop shop to an organization. Mm -hmm. I read that and it really electrified me. I remember reading it late into the night and then I joined their program. That's the whole purpose of the book to join their (laughs) program, join my eight week program. Yeah. It was like 3,500 bucks. Mm -hmm. That was a long conversation with my wife, but they sent me a stack of binders, you know, this is before Mm -hmm. all the stuff. And, um, yeah, I learned how to do accounting and, what marketing was and the difference between a prospect and a lead and a customer. And right. This is awesome. I loved it. It was probably a six month process. After that though, I'll tell you what, the, the thing that really set it off mm-hmm. was I ran into mentors in my industry. So once I had a common language of what was happening, mm-hmm. then it was like, okay, who can actually really help me how to do specifically what I'm doing? So I had two mentors who just like electrified what I was doing and in the, in the photography industry, in the photography industry. Right. It was awesome. I, I really, I still have relations with those guys and still think about them occasionally because they helped me so much, but I hear you. So they, so they kind of took your hand and said, this is like what we did. This is what you can do. Yeah. This and that. I think it's cool also to know that even at that time, that was in the nineties, you said, yeah, there was still alternate options to going to university and yeah, going to school because right it's so much nowadays I say, I call it YouTube university because wow. you can go there and learn anything. And I think that's important because, well, especially for me, I'm not going to college. There is value in it, but oh, sure. you know, that's not a path that I want to go down. And I think it's amazing for people to understand that there's tons of different options. Totally. You know, yeah. Knowledge, uh, universities don't have a, a monopoly on information and knowledge. Right. Um, and so I think sometimes people get cornered into thinking the only place they can learn things of value like that is in a university or an organized formal um, class, which I think is silly. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, you know, whatever. that That's just not how I do it. It doesn't sound like how, that's how you're doing it either. Yeah. No, so, yeah. Yeah, there's it, – it's th- – Nowadays, there's just a huge mass of information out there on yeah. the internet. Yeah. You know, totally. And all the books and stuff. Well, yeah. That, well, that's cool. You can go and get it. 
Yeah. How have you handled being your own boss? Well, um, hmm, that's a good question. It's um, it's something I'm extremely used to, I guess. But um, was it was it always that way? Like yeah. within your first business, you yeah. Kinda... I, I've I've never really had any sort of existential crisis or situation where I had to think about being my own boss. I just took responsibility for my own income, mm-hmm. which is the first step. If you can't ever really do that, mm-hmm. then you can't ever really do this, which is to do what you got to do to make money. Right. Um, and a lot of people are scared to do that. That's the scary step. Yeah, it is. Like just say, okay, I'm, I'm making my own money. I'm not going to get a job and, and uh, get my paycheck and go home and watch TV and hang out. It's, it's a different mentality. Definitely. Um, and, so. and that's why, that's why I've, I've heard people say that there's an unlimited amount of money you can make when you do that. Yeah. And I think it's also important that there's unlimited amount of debt that you can go into too. Yeah, and that's true. what, that's what makes it so scary is you have that rift, right? Yeah. On one end, you can make tons of money on the other end. Totally. <laughs> you can lose a you lot of money. You could lose a lot of money. Uh, and I have lost a lot of money, Right. but I've also made more, which is helpful. But, um, that's another part of it, I guess you're talking about risk, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you just can't be afraid of the risk. If if you're afraid of the risk, then it's kind of like um, I do a lot of skiing. Mm-hmm. Like I love skiing. And um, if you ski, if you want to ski correctly, which to me is flying down a mountain. Mm-hmm. Are you, if you want to fly on skis, which is why I do it, mm-hmm. you do not look right in front of you. You're not afraid of what's right in front of you. You look down the mountain. Right. You have your eyes fixed where you're going and you let your body react. Cause you, as you go down the mountain, your body and your mind is taking clues. And it's amazing what you can do when you're, you know, I guess that's a little slightly different topic, but if you're afraid of things, you're going to, you'll probably end up like, if there's this tree well here, you'll probably go into it. If right. you stare at it, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. 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 So, um, and it goes for lots of disciplines and lots of sports, you know, yeah. you look where you want to go. You don't look at what you're afraid of. If you look at what you're afraid of, you're going to end up in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I think that it can even be applied to, well, even what you think about. And so if, if, if all you're thinking about is falling in the tree, well, if all you're thinking about is you don't want to fall, you don't want to fall. Yeah. You're going to end up falling. That's, yeah. it's the same thing in skateboarding too. Like if you, if that's you're true. riding and you think, oh, I'm so scared to fall, I don't want to fall, I don't want to fall. All that's running through your mind is the fact that <laughs> you yeah. don't want to fall. And so you're, exactly. you're going to fall. Yeah, I that's think, a good point. Um, someone said that what you don't want doesn't matter. And I think that's really a cool phrase because what you're afraid of, especially in entrepreneurship, you're afraid of, I think all entrepreneurs are afraid of failing. They're afraid of not providing for their family. They're afraid of all the risk that comes with it. Mm-hmm. But none of that matters. You know what I mean? Like, cause none of it's real. It's all just in your mind. In your mind. And so if you, if you can discipline yourself and focus on, like you're saying, if you can focus on what's down the mountain, you can say what's at the end of the tunnel, what's on the other side yeah, right. of the fear, then you can get to it. Totally agree. I like that. that that's awesome. Mm-hmm. And so for you, how have you, have you had struggles with staying motivated throughout the business? No, I've never been that. That's never been my problem. Yeah. <clears throat> the biggest issue I face is when to stop. So what I've, as I look back over my 20 plus years of doing business, I realized that really you can do anything you want to do, mm-hmm. but you have to pay the price. Um, you know, you, you could build the biggest company in the world if you're willing to pay the price. 
to build the biggest company in the world. Right. And so this is what I deal with is what do I want? How, how much do I need? And then how much am I, how much I willing to pay for it? You can buy anything in this world with money mm-hmm. and you can do anything you want. <clears throat> um, but what are you willing to give up in order to achieve that thing? So I choose to do different things and just focus on business 24 mm-hmm. seven. I could do that, but I don't do that. I, I, I make enough money and I'm super happy with it. And, um, I do what I want to do all day, every day. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I value my time, my freedom more than more money. Right. And that's just a personal decision. I'm not saying that's the right way to go, but yeah, at, at the stage I'm at, that's what I think about mm-hmm. when I was in your stage and other people who are starting, I, I was agonizing about how to do it. How do I, how do I do this thing? But I'm here to tell you, it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. You can figure it out pretty quick. And if you're reasonably smart and motivated, just go after it. You're only going to live once. Just do what you want to do. Right. And kick butt. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Just do it. I, I, I especially like what you're saying. Like you now value your time yeah. more than your money. And I think from, I think I've, I understand that for sure. And I think I'm starting to do that more. I, I realized, I don't, it was a couple of weeks ago that money really like as, as necessary as money is, it's just, it, it doesn't mean anything, yeah. you know, like it, we need it to buy food to survive, to provide for a family. Right. But if you can do that, then you're good. Yeah. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, everyone has to decide what standard of living they want to achieve. Do you want a one star, a two star, a three star, a four star, a five star life? Right. Do you want to drive a brand new Mercedes and have a 5,000 square foot house and have all those things? Well, then you're going to pay the price for that, whatever that price is. Mm-hmm. The world will expect you to rise to that uh, level and that rigor to to receive that. The mm-hmm. universe will give it to you if you rise to that frequency, which is a high frequency and a lot of work. Right. And you can do it. Anyone can do it. Yeah. That's one thing. I've I've seen a lot of people in business and over the years, and anyone can really do it. It's just a matter of do you want it bad enough and you know where you're going. The other thing that I wish I'd known, <clears throat> and this is probably jumping the gun kind of a little bit on the whole conversation a little bit. but Go for it. As I've gone through business, and I've done a lot of businesses, mm-hmm. um, I probably started about eight or ten businesses. Um, <clears throat> what I've learned and what I do now when I assess a business opportunity is I go through a list. I actually have a list, uh, an Excel spreadsheet of um, characteristics of the business. So let me just back up mm-hmm. really quick. Go for it. Most people, when they start their first company or a company, let's say a guy who's working and he, and he wants to, you know, he has this itch to do something mm-hmm. uh, uh, entrepreneurial. Usually the way it works is someone has an idea. Yeah. In your case, you know, the ties, that was the idea, make custom ties, sell the ties. Mm-hmm. And um, as I've progressed in business and seen things happen, I, I've realized that the opportunity or the, the idea is, is a very small part of this thing. hundred um, percent. The, the thing that <clears throat> if I were to go back and talk to myself in the nineties, so what you need to do is write a list of the things you want from your company. What do you want from it? Do you want to work full time? Do you want to work, you know, seven days a week? Those are things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and beyond that, there's more specific characteristics of a business. For instance, um, 
I ran photo studios and they were very seasonal. You know, the fall was huge. Winter was terrible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially in Idaho. Yeah. People don't want to be out there in the, in the cold setting in the snow getting their picture taken. No. So I, I decided a long time ago, I wrote it down um, on the spreadsheet. Um, I want a business that's non-seasonal. Right. I want a business that's non-cyclical. It's always, always going on. Always going on. I want a business that's fairly anonymous. I don't want to be in the spotlight. I don't want to you know, get awards and strut around. I don't need that. I don't care. Right. I want a business that's pretty moderately priced to get going, you know, because there's offer opportunities. You could buy a McDonald's franchise for millions of dollars, mm-hmm. or you can start a podcast in a tent made in your, your finger. <laughs> yeah. The, the low budget, no budget. Studio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's another aspect. Uh, there's also other aspects like, um, is it fun? Is it, is it a business you want to do? Um, is it something that is non-geographic? That's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So you can start a restaurant and it's got a geography um, and it's dictated by that geography. Yeah. Only the people within, I don't know, 50 mile radius or less are going to be able, are going to, be able to go. To yeah, that exactly. Restaurant. Yeah. And that's a characteristic of a business. Yeah. So the guy who has an idea, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to pick it. I'm just saying you have an idea mm-hmm. and the thrust of your business is your idea. And you, do, you don't even know that you picked all these attributes of your business because you had the idea. Right. So when my brother and I started our recent thing, which is uh, ad and affiliate websites, we had this whole matrix and we spent six months and we had like 12 to 15 business ideas mm-hmm. that we would rate and talk about. We wrote several paragraphs about what the business was and, and we picked which one we wanted to do based on those metrics. And those metrics were what you wanted, right? That what you yes. want out of the business, what yeah. you wanted the businesses to be. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What you know, what characteristics we want. Yeah. Some people might want to very, very much be in the public eye, and mm-hmm. some people, and some people might want to work those seven days a week. Yeah. They might love it, and that's totally. They might want a geographic. They might. They might want a restaurant. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. You no. know. But I think if you're if you're aware of the fact, so you don't want to start a business based on an idea and then find out later, oh man, this sucks. <laughs> The winter always sucks and we suffer and we get eight beans and rice for yeah. three months. Right. I didn't know that. If I had known that, I wouldn't have done this. Yeah. But that's that's the more, I think, uh, not basic, but the more beginner way to start a company. Have an idea, pursue the idea. The more advanced way mm-hmm. is to look at all the characteristics because ideas are easy to come by. Yeah. They're but, the easiest part. Yeah, they really 100%. are. You could do anything. I remember when Starbucks started and they were selling coffee. I was like, what? Not started, but when they started getting popular, I was like, "They're selling coffee." Like that's pretty. That's yeah. an idea. Like you can do. You can do that with anyone. Anyone can do that. Yeah. But yeah. The, but business is simply money and organization. That's all it is. Yeah. You get it organized, and you know, that's yeah. Really quick, I have a story of yeah. a friend who, um, based on this idea, who um, he wasn't a business person. He was just kind of. Yeah, out there. And he told me one time, he said, I spent uh, $20,000 on my got a bunch of servers, you know, really high end servers. And uh, I'm ready to, you know, tell your customers that they, they can host their sites to me. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's your business name? I don't have one. Where's your price list? I don't have one. It's like, well, you don't have a business. All you have is computers. It, basically, you're doing the easiest part of this whole business. The hardest part is getting a business name, organizing it, getting a website, getting a price list getting customer service like that's the organization part yeah making it an entity making yeah. it its own thing making it an, yeah 
Um, and McDonald's doesn't serve the best burger, do they? They serve a good burger, a decent burger, but they do it so efficiently that their their organization is, is such a high level that they're successful. Um, and everyone and they're all over the place. And they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. I think uh, looking back, and if I go be, talk to myself, I would say that just think more critically about why and what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I would say, and I always kind of felt this way, but you can do it if you're willing to win mm-hmm. and you want to win you can totally win yeah you just gotta do it just gotta go for it i you think gotta keep going yeah i think that's why most uh, like tons of people that i've heard uh they talk about entrepreneurs that are successful they just say you work hard you work hard you work hard and they're basically just saying you just have to go for it and you have to want it yeah. i've been reading the book think and grow rich a little bit oh. and that's basically what the who wrote it but that's what he's saying yeah. he's like there's a cost for what you want but once you determine what you want you can get it and i think what you're explaining is something that i had uh, so i did an interview with Kenyon rose a little bit ago and he talked about that same thing he said you just have to be very methodical about what you want yeah. and how it's going to go totally. so I, I appreciate that thank you john for taking the time to yeah. come and discuss this with us and uh yeah, I really appreciate it. And uh, for anyone who needs SEO, check out <laughs> Page One Power. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you learned new principles and are taking actions to apply them into your life and into your business. Be sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Stumbling to Success Podcast and my current business venture at 2020.ties. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to listen and learn. Remember, new episodes drop every Friday at 5 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. See you next week.